internet what is up i hope everybody enjoyed last week's podcast okay let's cannonball into business stuff this episode of the podcast is yes once again brought to you by me and we are here to talk about patreon okay we got big things going on at patreon we've got youtube started and we've got patreon to support that so if you like our youtube page okay at lone element of course you go over there and you're like, oh, wow, I like this content. If you want to help support that content and make it amazing and you love the podcast and what's going on here, then go over to Patreon and jump on Patreon. We've got lots of tiers. I've got a broad spectrum set up to support whatever financial bracket you fall into. Okay, Our first tier is underway. It's called underway. It's five bucks a month. What you get for five bucks a month? You get exclusive access to full-length video interviews. Like, we've started doing video interviews. Audio is always going to be free, so you'll be able to f- jump on Spotify or Apple. Podcasts always going to be free, okay? But if you want to watch the video portion of this, you'll be able to catch the highlight clip on YouTube. But if you want the full-length interview slash episode, you got to jump on Patreon and sign up for 5 bucks a month. In addition, that'll give you a monthly live Q&A where I get everybody gathered up on Patreon and we do a live Q&A, and then we record it. So if you miss it, you can't make it, I post the recorded session to Patreon. Then you'll get exclusive posts, photos, and articles, stuff that I post, pictures, all the things. I write articles from time to time about preparedness and readiness and training, mindset, and different tips and tricks and hacks. All right, our next uh, tier is going to be the patrol base. That's 10 bucks a month. That gets you the full-length video interviews. That gets you monthly live Q&A, recorded live Q&A, access to posts for photos and articles, but then in addition, what that gets you is access to the Signal group chat and then a sticker pack. So you get a sticker pack with 12 stickers in it, and then you will get access to the Signal group chat, which means you can jump in there and you can push the button and get a hold of me anytime. Now, my competition out there, or my peers in the industry, I should say, they're charging 50 to 100 bucks a month for direct access. Nope, not me. 10 bucks a month. You'll get access to the Signal group chat. You'll be able to ping me anytime you want with any questions. All right, next tier, and this is our best value and our most popular. It's 25 bucks a month, and this is called the Mission Prep Team Room. It's called Team Room, but we do the Mission Prep stuff in there. What you will get with that is exclusive access to full-length videos. You get the monthly live Q&A, recorded Q&A, exclusive post videos, photos and articles, sticker pat, access to the Signal group chat, bonus video episodes, Tradecraft, okay, and what I do in the Tradecraft videos is we talk about tips, tricks, and hacks for gear, travel, packing, guns, equipment, you name it. We've got tips and tricks that we do in video. Uh, I think the last one we put up was gun painting, which also just went up on YouTube. And then I think we did another one on like what's in my range box. So if you are into that type of thing, that type of content, sign up for the $25 a month. And then also that gets you a free loan element hoodie. So there's a lot of value there. You get a hoodie, you get stickers, you get extra videos, you get access to the signal group chat. It's a pretty good deal. That's our best and most popular value on the site. Then last tier, in this in the stack tier, you get all the aforementioned things, but the cherry on the cupcake for the in the stack, which is 50 bucks a month, is after you've paid into it for six months, you get a training class hosted by me, a firearms training class or low light or force on force training class of your choice. 
which we're going to be getting those up and rolling here pretty soon. Got some exciting things going on with our good friend Brittany May. We're going to be doing some joint courses with her going into winter and spring of 23. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Well, that takes care of business stuff. So now, you guessed it, folks. It's that time. So let's fucking G-O. Because I'm so fucking good. Live from the garage studio. Okay. Weapons Free Wednesday 50. Yeah. Are you going to explain why they're getting another Weapons Free before a guest? Yeah, because we realized that we wanted to have a guest for the 100th episode. And if we didn't flip-flop things around, that's why we didn't have a guest last week. So for those of you that were disappointed because you're like, what the fuck's going on? Why is there no guest? It's Monday. I want my Lone Element podcast. What the fuck? I'm surprised nobody said anything. Like, n- not even Soria was like, what the fuck, cunts? That, ex- that, that, that either says a lot or it says very little. Yeah, well, I mean, she's <laughs> a lawyer, so who knows. But she is usually really great about, like, giving us a big whisk- whiskey tango foxtrot. Mm-hmm. Which, for those of you that are un- indoctrinated because you're in a different country, and you're like, what does that mean? That That's a big what the fuck is what that means. So, WTF. Yeah. Um, here we are. So, yeah, episode 99. Yes, episode 99, but Weapons Free Wednesday 50. Yep. Weapons Free Wednesday 50. But, yeah, we wanted to have a guest for the 100th episode, an interview. Yeah, fitting. So, yeah, I have a human that's very near and dear to me that is going to be on for the 100th episode. So I wanted to have a special human, a right. human that got me going on the podcasting trail is going to come on. Yeah. So It'll be good. It will be good. And so... Here we are. Here we the fuck. Here we are. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. We had a busy day. Oh now yeah. We have some ASMR, some margarita, a- ASMR. Need a little. People giving you flack for your margarita recipe. Yeah, Liz was like, it's trash. But she just likes to bust balls. So I shout mean, out to LaSalle from Desert Patriot. To be fair, it's not like an actual like proper margarita. And that sassy little creature is going to be old. Her birthday's 23rd. Yeah, the 23rd. Happy birthday, Liz. Dessert Patriot. Yeah, Dessert Patriot. Yep. Yeah. She's great. She's one of my favorite humans on the planet. Like, she, she's a fun, sassy little creature. We need to get her back on the podcast because she hasn't podcasted for a hot, hot minute. And she has this really, like, she has this thing where she's, like, so sarcastic. Like, people don't get it sometimes. Like, she has this really dry like sarcastic, super sarcastic sense of humor that like if you're not paying close attention, you might think that she has like she's autistic or something. Yeah. And she may be on the spectrum a little bit. Maybe a little. But like, it's okay. She's fucking Aren't we all? She's she's a ride or die. So she's fucking awesome. Love you, Liz. You're great. Fucking keep kicking ass. She is a great firearms instructor and a great person and a great mom. So shout out to all the single moms on yeah, Father's Day. Shout out to all the single moms. So, yeah, great human. But we, yeah, people, no, nobody nobody said much about the margarita recipes except for her. But busy day. We went to one of our favorite off-roading, overlanding companies and did a shot of YouTube and then inter- did an interview with one of our friends that is the sales and marketing director over there. So that's going to be a good podcast. And that's going to be out for, that'll be episode 
technically episode 101. Yeah, and for those that don't know, it's a CBI off-road. Yeah. That's who we went to. Yeah, they're great. They're just right in the backyard here, and they produce amazing accessories for vehicles and for offering. They do bumpers and skid plates and you know, rock sliders and racks and you know roof racks and bed racks, and they just do. They do a real good job. Prinsu yeah. and CBI, right? Yeah, sister companies. Yep, yeah. sister companies. Same ownership, two different two different companies, but like working in tandem together. It was pretty cool to go check it out. It was, yeah. Like, like all their manufacturing's there, like all the laser cutters, like all the welding booths. Like yeah. that was sick to so, see. So what did you think of that? Because I really think it's super educational. Like I encourage people, like when we release this YouTube video, like I'm, I'm going to really encourage people to watch it because it really gives you insight to like how hard, how crazy, and how infrastructure and personnel intensive it is with skilled labor. To actually be a manufacturer of anything in this country, because I feel like, you know, us living in the era of fucking instant gratification and people want their stuff right now. Yeah. And they don't understand what it takes to get a piece of fucking metal turned into a badass product that's now holding the gearboxes on your overland rig. And it's it's a process and it's a big operation. And there they've grown substantially in the last you know, seven years and they're yeah, they had like how many metal benders and machines oh, and man. how many laser cutters. Yeah. The whole powder coat room. Yep. Sick. I mean, the whole powder coating operation is just a thing. Incident. Like they have a, like two bays, three, like two, is it three? They had the sandblasting bay. Yeah. Which is as big as this. I mean, each bay is as big as this garage bay. Yeah, basically. So like they had a sandblasting bay. Then they had a, a bay for, uh, priming and powder coating yep and then they had a bay for uh, it's just it's an oven yeah it's like a walk-in oven that's as big as a garage bay that you walk in and you like cure cure all your stuff cure it yeah Yeah. and then just just that powder coating operation is huge the weld shop the weld shop i was impressed with that it was like three mini businesses inside one business. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. I mean, the, the layout, too, is like kind of nonlinear. Yeah, for sure. They like got a bunch of buildings and mm-hmm. then connected them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I looked at Keegan, and I was like, dude, this is like controlled chaos. Yeah. And he was like, that's exactly what it is. Because everywhere you look, there's just piles of fucking, there's pallets of just metal in various states all over the place. So, I mean. I'm but, like, how do you track all these SKUs? And he just smiled. Dude, yeah, there was this, like... He didn't even answer the question. He just smiled at me and, like, shook his head. And I was like... Piles of parts, just, like, unlabeled Mm -hmm. on pallets, ready Mm -hmm. to, like, go where it needs to go. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. That was was great. Yeah, I know. I had (laughs) fucking an ice cube shoot out of my face. It's okay. Only the people on Patreon are going to see it. Uh, No, but that was sick. And, like, the powder coat dude, whose face was all, like, dirty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was those like, dudes are all jocked up in like massive PPE, like the Tyvek suits with the like respirators and the fucking goggles and the rubber gloves and just dirty as shit. I was like, yeah, that dude, the backbone of America, mm-hmm. yeah, right? That's what America is, right there. Like, I looked at that dude and I'm like, that's American manufacturing, right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you went in there with a camera, you could get some really great stills for sure. Like um, all the jigs and stuff to like yeah. weld all those bumpers. Yeah. I mean, you got some great footage on B-roll for the B-roll for the YouTube today of all of that. Going of on. what I could film, yeah. right? Yeah. So for those of you that are interested, we got a YouTube video coming up on the factory tour. And then Keegan will be, he's the sales and marketing director. Great dude. Shout out to Keegan. He's going to be on um, the podcast soon. So excited to have him on 
He's a great dude. I had such a great time today. Met Justin. Yep. Justin, he wants to stay low key, but he's he's like running the installation shop for like if you need if you want to take your vehicle in and like get the rack put on or get the bumpers put on or get the you know rock sliders or skid plates put on like he's going to do your installation and then he also does a lot of the r&d there and he was great to talk to yeah i was going to say leave it to us to figure out where the r&d guys working yeah just to go like peruse right he was was really fun to talk to i really enjoyed him um a lot and he was funny too because like he we had a great conversation with him and i was like cool man you're like on instagram and he was like no i don't cross the streams bro and i was like (laughs) ah gotcha he's like i love my job but he's like I don't cross the streams on the social media platform. And I was like, all right, I gotcha. You want to stay? Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought that was great. So, Like you work at an overland spot for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like get away when you can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then bumped into those guys and got everything scheduled. We were supposed to do it at this. Uh, it was my first. It was going to be my first attempt at vlogging and, uh, <laughs> with, with the new camera equipment. And yeah, I was yeah. like so excited about it. And like you couldn't come because you had shit going on here. And, uh, so I was like, cool, I'm going to vlog. And I had to call you like fucking four times for like camera setting stuff. It was pretty funny, but, uh, got that licked and then felt good about it. But then the weather totally shit the bed. Yep. And then the show was kind of a flop, which was disappointing because I think the bones of that show, it's called, it was called the outdoor adventure expo or adventure outdoor expo. One of the two mm-hmm. adventure outdoor expo, I think is what it's, what it's called. And I actually, found out that the show was going because Keegan posted it up on on his Instagram and I saw it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check. I'm going to go see him. Yeah, it's in the hood. Go yeah, check it out. because it's like right? an hour. It was an hour up the road from me. So I shot up to Snow Basin just east of Ogden and went up there and checked it out. And the venue is beautiful. Like Snow Basin, beautiful little resort. I definitely want to go snowboard there at some point. Yeah. Um, they had mountain biking things going on too as most resorts oh, nice. do in the yeah, summer. Yeah. But – it was, it was gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous venue. Great facilities. The facilities were nice. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, but just the show was a flop. Like, they had it, they did it on Father's Day, and then I don't think they marketed it really well. Yeah, and the weather was crap. And then the weather. Yeah. The weather on Saturday was fine. Like, it got a little overcast in the afternoon. Um, there was some wind gusts that fucking came up and, like, blew some people's, you know, displays over. But <laughs> other than that, like, it was fine. But then... Um, I just want to make sure that the recorder's recording here. Yeah, we're doing good. Okay, so then, yeah, so then Sunday, uh, so I went up there Saturday, met a lot of cool people, and then I was just like, cool, I'm going to, um, ske- I'm going to schedule some stuff to, I'm going to come up here and do an interview with Keegan in the booth, and then, you know, I left Salt Lake, and it was like beautiful blue skies, then clouds started to come in, and then more clouds started to come in as I'm driving north, but it was still like partly cloudy blue sky. And then as I turned and started going east up into the mountains, up into mm-hmm. the Wasatch, the Wasatch, and climbing up into the resort area, like, it just immediately, like, torrential downpour, like, Vietnam rain started happening. And I was like... It's funny how mountains do that. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's been raining here. It could rain for five minutes or it could rain all night. I don't know. We'll find out. We will find yeah. out. Yeah. Spring and fall weather in the mountains, absolutely unpredictable. Uh, so then, get there and on Sunday... And we just have to scratch the interview. So he's like, "Come, dude, come over to come over to the facility, and we'll do it all on Wednesday." And I was like, "Cool." But yeah, good show. Like it's a it's a it's a an attendee show type show when there's like hardly anybody there. It's great because you get a lot of face time with the vendors, and they're happy to give it because they're bored. Yeah, right. They're standing there. 
set their booth up, want to talk about their product, and there's nobody coming by. So you can get like really, really good. If you can score that type of opportunity just by dumb timing, like it's really great because you will get all your questions answered. You'll be able to sit there and nerd out with engineers and like people and like have really good in-depth conversations about their product and about their brand. Yep. And I love that. I love because I'm a gear nerd. I love to nerd out on that shit. Yeah, when there's not like 20 people fighting to go mm -hmm. do a little YouTube video of whatever product they got. Yeah, so I got to link up with uh, the, uh, the Equipped crew. And Equipped is a overlanding distributor that's been around forever. They're huge in the industry. They've been around forever, and they're stationed out of Salt Lake. I'm going to probably go by their, their facility and like talk to their people, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another content spot where we do another YouTube video and do a tour of their facility. But they're, they've been in Salt Lake forever, but they're a huge distributor and great great guys i had a great conversation with those dudes um shout out to rob over there and um while i was talking to them i was telling my australia stories and there was a gentleman in the booth named jonathan who has agreed to come on the podcast as a guest he has a company called geyser and he makes portable hot shower systems for okay cool. overlanding and so we're going to get him on the cast. He agreed to come on. And they're based out of Colorado. I think they're out of Montrose. Um, great product. Good. And just great dude. And he had a very similar uh, story about Australia. that, I, that like, like we paralleled each other's stories. Yeah. So I'm like yeah, yeah. sitting there telling my story. And there's this guy standing off the side. And he's just got this weird like quirky smile on his face the whole time. And he's just standing there quiet. And he's listening to my story. And so one of the guys, I think it was Rob, was like from Equipped was like, well, what was your favorite vehicle in Australia? And I was like, you know, standing there and I go, I think it's going to be a 76 series, like, troop. Yeah. Like, Land Cruiser Troopy. Yeah. And he's like, gosh, I don't even know where I've seen one of those before. <laughs> and then he, like, did that thing where he was, like, like staring hard over my shoulder. Yeah. And so I turn and look around. I catch the clue. Like, yep. hey, hey, Brian, get a fucking clue. Turn around and there's a fucking 76 Troopy sitting there. And it's got New South Wales fucking license. Plate. How'd you miss that in the booth? It was across from me. Okay. So I was like focused this direction and I saw the equipped booth and I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to those guys because they're from Salt Lake. I went there first. Yeah. yeah. And so I like kind of like beeline to them and I wasn't paying attention to what was going on on this side of me, mm -hmm. you know, on the left side of me versus the right side of me. And so, you know, there's this troopy and I was like, and, and it even had the like tent, the pop-up tent, like, cause they do this, you know, roof conversion where they cut the roof off and they will put in a clamshell hard hard sided pop up tent. Yep. In the troopy. Yeah. And then you've just got your tent built, built into, into your, your roof. Into yeah. your roof of your yeah, troopy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which I think is a sick setup. It's like the Westphalias. Yeah. It's you can pop yep. up. Correct. Yep. So super awesome. And so I'm sitting there having this conversation then they're they're like, oh look at that. And then it had the new South Wales plates on it. And so I just turned around and I was like, ah, right. Which one of those? Which one of you cunts does that belong to? And right. they just all started laughing. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Jonathan was like, "It's mine." <laughs> and then he was like, "I just was like really enjoying your your, you know, kind of your your recap of your Australia expedition." And he goes, "I had the exact same experience where he went over there and he bought that troopy, and then he lived in it for like I think he said a year. He went around Australia and lived in lived in his little troopy for nice. a year and toured all over the you know the outback, and then." left right before COVID happened. And he's like, the timing was like really crazy. He's like, I literally left like just like probably a month before COVID happened. 
I mean, how do you how do you get one of those back over here? You have to go over there buy one. I'm gonna talk to him about how he like yeah. when I interview him. I'm gonna talk to him about how he got his truck back because I think it was a diesel. Because we both want one. I want either a 79 series Land Cruiser or I want a 76 Troopy for sure. I'm more 79. Yeah, the 79s are sick. Yeah, you know. And what kills me about Australia is like the 79 series is like over here is like the crown jewel of anything Toyota does. Mm-hmm. Like it's the crown fucking jewel. Yeah, we want the old piece of shit one. Like if you can find <laughs> if you can find a V8 twin turbo diesel like 79 series, you should snap it up immediately. Correct. It is the crown jewel of like the Toyota empire for like off-roading and overlanding. And they um they're they're like falling off the trees over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Toyota Corollas. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like everyone's got one. Yeah. The, so all of the all of the like, you know, all of the trades people over there, they call them tradies, and uh, you know, so like all your plumbers, electricians, and all that, like they all drive '79 series with the canopy and the tray on the back, so that they can haul all their tools. Then they have their racks with like all their, you know, like PVC or electrical conduit or whatever on the top, and so yep. all the tradies are driving '79s with fucking canopies and, and trays on, and I'm I'm like. And they're like work trucks that they're like beating the shit out of. Yeah, as they should be. Yeah, as they should be. But I'm like, bro, that is a like, there are fucking collectors or like aficionados over here in the states that would like pay top dollar, pay top dollar yeah. for that rig, right? Yeah. There. And they're just like, that's their kick around fucking work truck, you know? That's like their Dodge Ram over there. You I know? mean, yeah, it's another world. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but him and I had a great conversation about Australia. And just kind of connected and then, like, you know, got in the weeds and we're talking about, like, our psychedelic experiences. And he's done ayahuasca, too. So we compared notes on that. And then um, he was just – him and I had such a fun connecting conversation that I was like, I definitely want you to come on and be a guest. So he's the founder of Geyser. Go check them out. I'm not exactly sure what their website is. But, uh, you know, if you're so inclined, go check out uh, – just Google Geyser, you know, overlanding – shower you know camping shower or whatever and see what comes up but they're out of they're out of montrose colorado so check them out so what's the coolest rig was it that one was it the droopy at the show yeah yeah that one that one yeah the coolest most exotic rig yeah it was that troopy for sure okay and i love that he still had he said he had his colorado plates in the windshield like yeah, his front yeah. plate for colorado <laughs> like in the windshield on the dash and then he had his new south wales plate yeah i mean that's how i'd do it yeah and then the, he's killing me because he had on his front bumper, which was like this old rusted out. Like, it's not a nice rig. It's like a beat to shit rig. Like, you can tell it's just been used the fuck out of. But he had this front bumper, and then he had, uh, like, chain. Rusty old chain that was, like, bolted on his recovery points and then, like, wrapped around. Nice. Like, this part of the bumper. And so he's, like, still using it, like a chain that he just, like, keeps wrapped around the bumper for, like, front recovery. And I was just like, oh, man, that's awesome. That's metal. Yeah, yeah, it's metal as fuck. It's old school metal as fuck. Uh, I don't so, need an expensive like yeah. kinetic rope, yeah. any of that. Nope. Just chain and chain. tug it. Yep, just chain. That's what heavy equipment dudes do, man. Yeah, it works. It yeah, fucking it, works. It's, it's I've done it with heavy equipment. Yeah, it certainly works good. So it was a so yeah, great show. I think in terms of, you know, it was shitty for the vendors. The vendors did definitely did not get an ROI on their fucking marketing spend for that show. So, man, I'm, I would hate to be the show directors of that show. I, I, I don't think that they scheduled it or planned very well, too, like having it on Father's Day. Maybe somebody thought that was a great idea to like do it on Father's Day, but uh, not, 
like it was a ghost town. Yeah. Like at one it. point I showed up on and like I was walking around on Saturday. I was literally the only person walking up and down the aisles of the show outside where they had everything set up. And I was like, oh, my fuck. I mean, so it's great for me, though. I got to talk to some cool. I got to talk to some really cool people, met some really group people, talked to some um, other um, not people that are in the industry, but just like I did run into a couple other people that like there was a father and son duo in the parking lot that I talked to who had a like the newer gen, like the Gen 3 uh, Tundra. Um, and he, you know, but it was just like mine. It was the army green pro. Yeah. But it wasn't just an extend cab like mine. And, uh, he had the same rims that I did and it was army green and he had this like cool camper on it and a motorcycle on the back. And he was a, uh, he's a professional like slackliner. Oh, and okay. And so him and I had a really cool conversation and like his son and like we all got together and nerded out on camera shit. Like they had, he, his son had a Sony a three. Uh, or a seven three a seven three and he had an a one or whatever it is like the really nice there's a like a really nice i know which one it's like the gunmetal body oh i forgot which one that is i think it's an a one or something like that yeah anyway i'm just i'm just becoming a camera person as we know so and and like we talked about cameras are now like guns and instead of doing gun math i do camera math Mm -hmm. and we were having a good laugh the other day because we were talking about like all of the, it's like when you get a gun and you're like, oh, I'm going to get 11.5 and you know, then I'm going to put, the, I'm going to get a surefire suppressor and then I'm going to get this, you know, Ford grip and I'm going to get this light and I'm going to get this laser and I'm going to get a unity mount and then, uh, you know, a fast mount and then I'm going to get an T 2 and then I'm going to get this sling attachment mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get a bad lever and I'm going to drop a Geisley trigger in it and like you just nerd out on like modifying your gun and it's the same fucking thing with cameras. Yeah, or trucks or cars yeah. or Yeah, but the camera stuff especially cuz I'm like, you know, all the settings and all of the things with like white balance and f-stop and like frame rate and all of the things that you had to teach me this weekend. I was just like, oh, oh via phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh man. Wait, how do I get to that setting? You press this button, press this and button, and then you go to like that tab three over, yeah. and then you scroll tab. down yeah, till it, it was says, fucking yeah. Hilarious, because you were like, push this button, scroll the wheel, thirty <laughs> degrees this way. Now click right four times. Now go to the sub menu, click accept. Go down two more sub menus and click accept. What does that number say? What does that number say? Okay, click accept. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> it was good. We learned a lot though. Yeah. Yeah, so what did we – so we went and kind of like the – so the CBI visit today was kind of like – that was kind of like our first go at like doing something like that. So what did you – what did you learn today about video production stuff? Because you are a professional photographer but relatively new at the videography stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is the <laughs> – what was – what were some of the key points that we, we learned today collectively? Um, you can't have too much like lighting to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, ND filters are important. ND filters are important. Dealing with sound on set, so like mm-hmm. the trash truck came and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, if you're professional, professional, you'd be like, okay, well maybe we pause and redo it. Mm-hmm. But like, nah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's I on mean, a roll. We, I think, if he wasn't in a hurry to get to his next meeting, like we would have been, you know, because we went there during the workday, and he was really gracious to like sit with us and do that during the workday. And he podcasted with us for like just over an hour. And then we did this like, you know, facility tour. tour. Yep. And he was in a hurry to get, like he had, he had a hard time and a hard stop to get to his next meeting um, for work. So like we were a little bit rushed. And so that's why I think we kind of blasted through the video stuff. But 
you've been doing a really good job editing the YouTube videos, so enough. I think that we have enough footage that we can cobble something together. And if we have to do a voiceover on it, we can. But Yeah, yeah but like little stuff like, oh, having a few more batteries. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Having a spare set of mics. So if one doesn't like to sync for some reason, you can just like straight up go to the other set. Right. Stuff like that. Right. We're like, okay, cool. You guys close at what time? 7 p.m., 6 p.m.? Can we film from like 7 p.m. to dark? Yeah. Yeah, when the light's better. Right, or, like, there isn't people going around in the office and, like, mm-hmm. we're getting in their way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just think the gear thing, like, the additional gear thing for the camera in terms of, like, you know, what we need is, it's a never-ending, you know, thing. Thank, we, thank goodness we have, shout-out to the patrons at Patreon who have, like, been funding all of our camera gear so that we can, like, have professional-grade video. We, we want 4K video. Okay, but all the stuff that, like, comes with 4K video. I know. Like and we shot like all we, that. Both of us didn't really expect that. No, I had no <laughs> clue about all of the like just the storage, but just the file sizes. Mm-hmm. So we shot an hour long podcast in 4K, and then are we shooting 4K right now? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we shot 4K interview today, and then we shot 4K like facility tour. Yep. And I don't know. So probably we had like what an hour and twenty minutes of video, or an hour thirty, yeah, something like that. And it was. Eight, what, 88 gigs? Like 75 gigs. 75 gigs. Yep. Yeah, that's those are big, big files. It man. was so much so that I dragged it onto the work hard drive, and there was an automatic, you do not have enough memory. And I was like, ah, okay, it's time to go to the backup hard yeah, drive. Time to put it on the backup We're on our drive. second two terabyte hard drive yeah, right now. We filled that up already. And we only started shooting 4K like three months ago. I know, it's just absurd. I'm like, okay, man, there's going to have to be a budget, a line item budget just to get hard drives to store all the raw fucking footage because it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how pros do it. I know. They have like towers. Yeah. Tower farms. Towers or, yeah. or like they're using the cloud. They have to be using the cloud. Correct. So, yeah. I'll talk to Griff about that. Griff's been doing this shit for a long time. Or Nick. I'll call my homie Nick and be like, bro, what the fuck? What's your system? He's going to laugh at me. Yeah. He'll be like, I told you so. Yeah. He's going to be like, motherfucker. And you're not shooting 8K. Right. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, he's Nick Betts is a fucking, he's a badass. So Separate level. Yeah. Completely. He's on another, another fucking, he's in another galaxy, another category of fucking video and media and photography. But um, yeah, we learned some stuff. Oh, yeah. We learned some stuff. So it was, it was great, though. That's what I enjoy about this process. And I like, I like the fact that we're pretty transparent about, like, hey, we're going to suck at this stuff, but we're going to continue to, like, work through it, and we're not going to let it stop you. And you know what? If you're at home listening to this, and I've said it a million times, you know, if you're out there and you're wanting to do something, go fucking do it. Like, you're going to die. That's what I remind myself all the time about when I'm like, oh, I want to do this, but... And when I say that but to myself, I'm like, hey, dummy, you're going to fucking die or you're going to be too old to do those things eventually. So what the fuck are you waiting for? What yeah, are or like, bi- how many people would want to go do that right now? And you have the capability to go do it. To go do it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I remind myself too of all the time. Like, okay, how many people would like that are stuck in certain life circumstances or jobs right now that they absolutely hate that would cut off their right hand to be able to go do what we did today? Yeah. I have to continually remind myself of that. So like you know what, people, you don't, you know, do your assessment, but like, don't let things stand in your way. Go do what you got to do. Go fight, go chase your dreams Yeah. and stop making excuses. 
and stop telling yourself you're not good enough and stop telling yourself you can't and go fucking do it because that's what we're doing. And we're going to suck at it, but we're going to keep doing it until yep. it's good. Yep. We're going to con- continue to strive for a better and better and better product, you know? So thanks to the patrons for, you know, I told them the other day, I set, messaged them in the signal and I was like, thanks for everything, guys. We're not buying hookers and blow with the money. No, we went buying, to cameras and tripods. Yeah, we're buying cameras and, mics, and tripods yeah. and we're going to be buying, you know, we bought lights and now we're going to buy neutral density filters and, you know, a little small rig to like, you're like, hey man, we really need this piece of gear. I was like, why? And you're like, look at this. And you like have shit 550 corded off the side of the camera. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, 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 the wireless roadie yep. like receiver is like riding on, it's like clipped to a chunk of 550 cord that you tied to the side of the camera. So hey, like, it works okay. Yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I, I didn't, and I didn't even see it or realize what you were talking about. And you're like, okay, look at this. And you showed me on your laptop and you're like, this little piece of gear attaches to the camera like this. And then we can attach all this stuff like this. And then it's nice and clean. And, and secure. And doesn't rattle. And, and it doesn't rattle around. Yep, yep. And it doesn't look like shit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know we needed that. That makes sense. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt like the dude that like just discovered like I need to put a bipod on my recce rifle so I can shoot, you know, more. St- I can have a more stable shooting platform. I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's go get it. Hold on. It interfaces with like tripods and gimbals and other stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's handy. Yeah, Arca? That's a thing? I thought that was a gun thing. No, it's a camera thing. Yeah, it started as a camera thing. <laughs> it started as a camera totally. thing. Totally. And the gun industry stole it and has been integrating it into gun stuff. But yeah, I didn't know that it was a camera thing until you told me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like, Arca, what's this Arca thing? And you're like, oh, it's a camera thing. And I was like, no, it's a gun thing. And you're like, no, it's a camera thing. And then you showed me, you know, the really right yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's been around for like 20 years as a camera th- like interface. 20 years? It's yeah, been yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. No, I feel like a complete idiot. Yeah, I think they call it like one and a half dovetail or whatever the spec is. And didn't and, and then someone called it Arca and then like the name caught on because it sounded cool. And doesn't and wasn't it really right stuff that developed yeah. it? Yeah. No, no, no. No, who developed it? I think someone else did and then really right stuff figured out the actual geometry. Yeah. Changed it and made it what it is. Okay. So it's kind of like AI made key mod and mm-hmm. then key mod made key mod, mm-hmm. but the AI key mod is better than the actual key mod. Yeah. So AI sticks with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. Arca made like the standard for that. Okay. Got it. And then all the other camera people like figured uh, it out. And then the gun people were like, well, I have like my spotting scope. Imagine if I can put my gun on it. Mm-hmm. And then boom, brilliance. <laughs> yeah. Right. And now it's a great piece of gear for shooting. Is it? Shooting film and shooting guns. Oh, yeah. We'll eventually upgrade to all of that. It's super expensive. An Arca head is like 375 bucks. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like most camera heads that are in like the professional league are going to be between oh. three and a thousand dollars. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. And then the, 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 the tripods, I was like a grand or 1500. Isn't the whole set like 1500? Yeah. I think it's the, or if you get the head and the, and the tripod, yeah, it's yeah. like 1500 bucks. So I'm like, Oh geez, we need like, at least two of those. So there's three grand in tripods right there. Anyway. Yeah, gun math, camera math. Gun math and camera math. We're, we're building the kingdom fucking one brick at a time. So it's going to happen. That's great. Oh, yes, it's going to happen. Thanks to our fans and thanks to our patrons. So if you haven't signed up yet, go fucking do it. We can use all the help we can get over here. And we've got, we offer great things on the, on the, on the Patreon side of the house. Okay. Nobody else is giving you. Fucking Andy Stump's <laughs> not giving you a hoodie. No. Fucking Mike Glover's not giving you a hoodie. No, he just yells at And what? Goggins just yells at you. Yeah, Goggins just yells at you. 
everybody charges a hundred bucks a fucking month or to fucking be able to have direct access. Not me. Ten bucks. Go sign up. Ten bucks. And you can say whatever you want say in our group chat. Yep. yep. Put it in the group chat. Unregulated. Yep. Unregulated group chat. We have some great conversations in the group chat. So, yeah. Go pay your ten bucks. Get access to Signal, and then push the button anytime you got a question for me, and I answer it. And we give shit out all the time. Hmm. We do. Yeah. We just gave a bunch of slings out for all of our Patreons to test. Yep. Well, not all of them, but the ones that shoot a lot got slings to test. Hats are going out. Yep. We're going to make some hats for them, which isn't even part of the... It's just a thank you that we're going to do, like, an extra thing we're going to do. That's not, It's not even part of the, like, what we offer in the, in the tier. So we're just going to do it for because we feel like it. Because our patrons are good people. They're loyal. Yeah, it's like whatever's left over at the month. Yeah. From Patreon that we haven't spent mm-hmm. on camera equipment. It's yeah. like, gets put right back in. Yep. Yeah. So it's a good model. Yeah, we got great, great people. So, yeah, weapons free. Did you think we were going to get to this level? Did you think we were going to be in the top five percent of podcasts globally? To be honest, no. Did you think we were going to like stick with it for as long as we have, or did you think like also to be honest, no? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen when we started this prop this this down this road? What did I you thought think? we were going to give it like a good six months to a year, mm-hmm. and then be like, eh, whatever, cool, yeah. move on. Yeah. And now it's been two years. Yeah. But I feel like we're still having fun. And I feel like we do have – we have great positive forward momentum. Like, it blew me away that my friend was like, hey, have you looked at Listen Notes? No, I have no clue what the fuck Listen Notes are. What is Listen Notes? Oh, it's a a third-party website that tracks the analytics of all podcasts, like, pretty much on the planet. Like, they're tracking the analytics of three million podcasts globally. And I'm like, cool. He's like, have you searched yourself? No. Do that. So I get on Listen Notes, yeah. fucking put in Lone Element Podcast. Boom, score pops up. Five Top 5%, ranking top 5% globally. I almost fell out of my fucking chair. Dude, you got so excited you called me. I did. I was so <laughs> excited. I'm like, see, look, we're, do- we're doing good things, man. Things are happening. Things are happening. We're doing good things. We're doing good things. No, I think the, the oh, things are happening moment was probably like when some rando was like, oh, my God, you guys are Lone Element? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that happened. Like when someone you don't know is yep. like, oh my God, it's you guys. You're yep, like, that, that Wait, happened at the trade show. They too. listened to us two wackos. Yep. The we hell? Have, yep. I was talking to a bunch of people at this at this overlanding show, and one of them, like, they were like, well, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I have a podcast. They're like, what's your podcast? And I was like, Lone Element Podcast. And one guy in the group out of like four or five of them was like, oh my God. I'll take it. It's 25%. They're like, good. you're Brian Bishop? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, he's like, dude, I love your podcast. I listen to it. You're Lone Element? I'm like, yeah. And then he was like, where's Cato? I was like, he couldn't make it. He had work. He's, stuff he's not here. He's not here. Yeah. He was like, dude, I love your podcast. I think that that was like, oh, okay. I know. I We're wish doing you something. I wish you could have been there for that moment because that was actually really cool. That's the first time that somebody's been like, oh, my God. Yeah. Listen like, to your podcast. Someone fangirled. Yeah. Somebody fangirled <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, my God. Do you need me to sign your titties? So it was great. Pull out your cracks. Let yeah. me sign them. Yeah, correct. So it was. Combat flip flops hates you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. So, yeah, that was a that was a great moment. That was a great moment to be had. And did uh, you think you'd stick with it for this long? Uh, I had very much the same attitude. I was like, let's see how this goes, and if it stops being fun, or we're not showing any forward momentum after a certain amount of time, then we'll reassess and go from there. And if it turns into something that we do, you know, once a month instead of once a week, cool. Or if it turns into something we do like every two weeks, cool. Like, let's just not. I just didn't ever want to paint myself into a corner because I don't ever want to be owned by my media 
to where I'm like have to fucking feed the mule every every week. Like I gotta go. Oh, I didn't post today. Cut the grass and fucking go out there and feed it to the mule. You know, like I just don't want to. You know, I don't. I didn't ever want to be in a situation where I started hating it because it became something that was like I have to fucking do. You don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I didn't post today about my content. So here's a picture of me and my dresser in front of the mirror. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that a, is that a dig at somebody particular or? I can't name names. Okay. But I'm sure some some really nice Navy young seal. person. <laughs> some Navy SEAL took a picture with his shirt off in front of a mirror and was like, "Look at me." I wake up at 4 a.m. Look at my watch. <laughs> this watch face. I get up at 4:30 every morning. Who gives a fuck, bro? What time you get up in the morning does not determine how successful you are. Maybe it's a fucking ingredient in your fucking world, but like. Yeah, but like four out of five Navy SEALs say that that's part of their uh, speaking tour and their uh, successful matrix. No. Is uh, waking up super early and then like doing your bed. (laughs) Making your bed. Yeah, yeah. Going and sweating it up with some dumbbells. Mm -hmm. Yelling at people. Yep. Screaming, stay hard! I actually like I actually like David Goggins. Like I actually I actually I think he I think he has value in his message. I think he certainly has value in his message. So I just like to bust Navy Seal balls because they're like an, they're an easy target. You're just mad because you don't have a trident to make your life easier, right? I tell people all the time if I was a hot chick with great tits and fucking a, a fucking banging ass or a Navy Seal, my life would be fucking amazing right now because those fucking two demographics fucking just can walk into a room and everybody's all over them the easiest days come after you get your trident yeah the only easy day was fucking every day when you have a fucking trident on social media it's the most annoying thing like you guys are ready for a fucking rant here's a fucking rant for you fucking internet okay my fellow veterans that are navy seals like i have the ultimate amount of respect for those guys however I do not have respect for the fact that they can walk into places and just because they're a fucking Navy SEAL automatically get their fucking dick sucked and fucking like, I'm tired of slapping cock out of the fucking SEAL cock out of everybody's mouth. Mm -hmm. Like there's fucking three other branches of service that have fucking dudes that do fucking really awesome shit too. Like the same, if not different. Right. Yeah. And so the fact that these, I mean, these guys are just really great at marketing themselves, but they walk into a room, you know, and it's just like, you know, there's specific dudes that I'm thinking of that walk in and they just, like, can, like, get any fucking... Like, they're good idea fairies and they just, like, walk in and they're like, you should make this or, like, let's make this. Let's make the Star Trek Enterprise fucking mount that goes on a gun that's a fucking hide-over-board nightmare and a fucking snag hazard. And everybody's like, oh, my God, dev group fucking thought of that. Let's fucking line up to suck their dick. Yep. Get the fuck out of my face. Like, you're not a fucking designer, okay? You're a good idea fairy. If you don't know how to 3D model that mount in a CAD software program, and you can't tell me, like, what type of nylon or fucking 3D printing process you're printing it with, you're not a designer. Shut or the fuck up. Or make a TDP. Yeah. You can't tell me what file you need to export that in to fucking get it to fucking print on your 3D printer. You don't even own a 3D printer? Shut the fuck up. You don't know how to run a sewing machine? Shut the fuck up. You don't know how to fucking, you don't know, you can't tell me what the difference between 1000D nylon is and 500D nylon is or what ultra comp is. Or print layer size. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
get the fuck out of my face. You're not a designer. I'm so tired of SEALs being like, I designed this. I designed that. No, shut the fuck up. You didn't design a goddamn thing. If you can't take it from a first article fucking prototype, if you can't take it from an idea in your head and fucking turn it into a first article prototype then to, to then take to an engineering firm or a production house and get it mass produced and then turn it into a product, get the fuck out of my face with your fucking designer bullshit. Or own patents. Right. Yeah. If you don't have a patent, you don't have a trademark, you can't fucking take that idea, that fucking great idea that you have and turn it into a first article prototype. I don't want to hear your face. And do you know why, why I have that opinion? Because I used to be a good idea fairy. I used to be the dipshit former fucking operator in the room that fucking would walk into engineering meetings with fucking designers and engineers that were professional designers and engineers and be like, I designed this, I designed that. And no, you came up with a good idea. And realistically, here's the other, here's the other thing to that. Everybody's got good ideas. How well are you executing your ideas? Yeah. Execution is king. And execution of an idea is king because as you and I have experienced me several times over the last 18 years you just <laughs> you came up with some really good ideas sketched them out and then we didn't execute them uh, and then yep. polygenesis occurred yep. and other companies made exactly what you sketched out like literally made exactly what you sketched out. All, almost i mean the, yeah little tweaks the rail was exactly what you fucking sketched out for the most part yeah yeah bastards spoiler alert the rails that fucking slr is doing now that go over the fucking suppressor this fucking lunatic right here <laughs> actually sketched that like a year ago on a piece of paper and then we both kind of laughed at it because we thought it was ugly and stupid and so then never did anything with the idea you're like this is a really niche product yeah and then a year later a year later slr fucking launches it i mean i like, great. They saved us the R&D budget, the manufacturing <laughs> right. budget. Right. If it's any good, right. like, SLR stuff's yeah. decent. Yeah. Just buy one. Right. They've, they've made it for us, yeah. you know. But at the same time, we're like, crap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, correct. So, okay. That's my, that's my little rant. Do you feel better? Yeah. It's like I was talking about earlier. People, people, for whatever reason, love it when I rant. Mm-hmm. Episode 23, Weapons Free Wednesday 23. People, that's like one of our top downloaded episodes. And if you haven't listened to it yet, it was a day I had where I was running around doing errands and I had to go to the VA and get blood work done. And then I had to go to, I had to drop stuff off the post office and then just other shit happened. And it just turned into this like butt fuck of a day. And I got on and I just like ranted about how fucking shit that day was and like all the stupid shit that happened to me and how I wanted to just like fucking throttle somebody that day. And it's one of our most downloaded episodes. I mean, it was pretty funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was me editing it was mm-hmm. like I just heard this all on the phone, but I'm hearing it again it on the podcast yeah. and I'm laughing yeah. my ass off. I do call you on the phone <laughs> and bitch about things quite a bit. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, so that was a good, you know, that's a good episode. But yeah, I Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're at where we're at and we are definitely showing great progress and things are growing in a positive direction. YouTube like Dude, I did, YouTube is the thing that I've taken the least serious, mm-hmm. and we've actually had really great progress with. It's all the little gamer kids. Like, dude, you and I are just like, okay, fucking ro- We roll our eyes, and we're like, oh, let's fucking make a YouTube video. And we'll come out in the yard and throw a rifle on a piece of fucking cardboard in the front yard and spray paint it yep. 26,000 views later. It was like overnight, too. Yeah. I'm You're like, like wait, how'd wait, that catch the algorithm? Wait. Doesn't YouTube not like guns? We 
painted a rifle on a chunk of cardboard on the grass in the front yard, and now... Dude, people love that video. They love it. They keep commenting like, oh, this is a great video. Thanks so much. You know, I didn't know, uh, you know, about these techniques that I could use. I really appreciate it. Like, looks great, you know. And I'm like, I'm just blown away because, like, we put zero serious effort into... No, we were just like, oh, we should repaint our guns. Yeah. Oh, we should film it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know why we're painting guns? We should probably yeah. film it and talk about it. Yeah. And then just that day, like... I think our best, one of our best videos is the Apocalypse Rifle build. You know, it's like just, it's just a block two, mm-hmm. you know, AR. And this is my rifle. This one is mine. Yeah. I brought it, I brought it with me to like confirm zero on the optics at the known distance range and bang on some steel Yep. and had it in the truck. And you're like, let's do a video. And I'm like, nah. And you're like, yeah, let's do a video. And I'm like, on what? Dude, talk about your gun. That's stupid. No, just sit on the table. It's your favorite gun. Talk about it. It's your favorite gun. Talk about it. Tell people why you like built it and why, what your thought process was behind that gun and why you why you like that gun. And I was like, eh, meh. Yeah. Terrible attitude about it. Yeah, yeah. Five takes later. Yeah, five takes <laughs> later. And then we and then like a week later we've got forty thousand views on it. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, like things that we like really put some effort in. So like after we had that success, I'm like, okay, well let's do that. Let's do my my Fallujah clone. Yeah. You know, let's do the M4A1 Block 1. Clones are so hot right yeah, now. Let's, let's, let's do a right video now. on let's it. Do it. And we put way more effort into that video. Mm-hmm. And it's got like 2,000 views. Yeah. No one gave a shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, there's a cool war story behind this video. And we actually put effort into it. 2,000 views. Yeah. I'm like, so whenever we just shoot from the hip and don't give a fuck is like when we have these crazy, like, view sprees happen. And I'm just like, wow. You just need a minion and a balaclava. And then, like, a right. bunch of nerdy ginger sidekicks. Yeah. And correct. a private range in Idaho. Yep. And you could make millions. And a stupid lab coat. Yeah, and you just jump around and act like a, what are the little, the Ewoks? Yeah. Yeah. Or the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you'll get three million, three million views. You could be, like, you know, never deployed in combat ever. And you just get really great, like, get three million viewers. I'm just kidding, Mike Jones. We love you. It's great. Grantham's awesome. Like we actually, I, in all seriousness, I really, I, I love his chant. He makes me laugh. Him and his crew, Charlie and Micah. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah. yeah. But we are going to talk shit because why the fuck not? I mean, they're like right over there. Yeah. We should just geotag their shit and right. figure out where they are and show up. We should just fucking build some. I mean, admin memed his way into like a friendship with Mike Jones and you know him. So like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> I should. He wears our helmet cover. Yeah. I should just fucking like. I like how the helmet cover goes to the sidekicks though. Yeah. Like like uh, Micah wears it now. Yeah, I don't know why he fucking did that. I'm gonna, it's fine. I'm gonna send him a gen two. I'm gonna message him because him and I DM each other all the time. I'm gonna fucking be like, bro, do you want a 2.0 cover? Because we just got the 2.0 yeah. covers done for the SF helmets, and I'm gonna send him the new 2.0 cover. Which there's nothing special. He's got a Wendy too. Oh, does he have a Team yeah. Wendy? Okay, cool. I'll send him one for his Team Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll be like, we did we didn't do anything special for the 2.0 cover. We just changed the loop to match the loop that's on the new. SF helmet is all. No, and it looks so OG. Yeah. And everyone copied it. <laughs> oh, dude, that was my... The, the helmet cover was my no, most knocked-off product that I've ever made. But it still sells great. Yeah. Like, it still sells great. Like, we do well in sales on that thing every month when it's when we can get it done. I think it's all the airsofters that want to do a 2-2 SAS clone. That, yeah, we have a shit ton. We have a huge following in the UK. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Have a huge Milsim following in the UK. Shout out to those guys. And then, you know, and the reason we have a huge following in the, in, you know, in the UK is because I actually got a contract for 2-2 SAS to supply them with the helmet cover. So yep. all of 2-2 SAS wears our fucking helmet cover. So that's why the little Milsop or the Mil, Milsim kids go crazy over it. And that's why they want it. Yeah. Which is fucking fine. Gear made for, oper- you know, for operators by operators. So it's the way to go. You know, that's why certain companies in this industry, like, that take, that understand the nuance and the importance of end-user-inspired design and the ingredients of that in the, you know, process do well. You know, I talked with Keegan about that today. Yeah. The importance of having end-user, you know, DNA in, in intermixed in the design process. Yep. That's how you have, that's how you that's have, how have products that aren't shit. Right. That's how you get products that aren't shit, you know. But it's also a recipe. So to go back what I was talking to earlier, like if you have Navy SEALs that are good idea fairies that just run out on their own and get some half-baked bullshit done. Throw money at it. Throw money at it and their stupid brand and throw their tridents at it, then you get fucking stupid, dumbass products. And also if you have engineers or salespeople that don't understand all the nuances of like how end users or operators would use a certain piece of gear – and they just come up with some half-baked bullshit and put it in the marketplace, you also get half-baked bullshit in that regard too. Yep. So it's really, really important to have a designer and an end user and an engineer all working together in tandem to put all of their thumbprints on it so that you get not a good product, but a great product. And what I call the 95% product is nothing's ever perfect. So. Yep. So yeah, it's, a, uh, so it's, it's definitely a recipe for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a labor of love. I love what we do. I love all the facets of what what we've got going on, what we're doing. The industry continues to fucking piss me off. You know, like I have, you know, in in addition to like getting, you know, our stuff ripped off all the time, uh there's, you know, just people that don't for whatever reason I don't understand what it is, like just this the tactical defense space like just has a lot of like it's not just a high level of toxicity cuz just a but it's of, a very high level of toxicity. Yeah, it's a fucking... I love it, but I also hate it, uh, uh, you know, for those reasons. Like yeah, I, but I guess it's also like any industry in the sense that, like, there are those actors that are the face of the industry. Mm-hmm. And there's so much dirt that, like, oh, my God, if people only knew. But, yeah, like, no one discusses it because it's, like, respectful and not anyone's place to actually discuss oh, any yeah. of it. You I know? mean, if you knew, if, like, anybody even knew, like, I always make jokes about, like, bitch, I've been in this industry for 18 years. Like, I know where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. <laughs> like, the dirt that I have on fucking people that are, like, everybody loves and respects in this industry that I know about that I just keep my mouth shut on because it's the right thing to do. Like, it's not my place yeah. to fucking air people, other people's dirty laundry out. But I do sit back from a high place of judgment being like, bitch, why the fuck are you talking about leadership? You got your whole fucking team killed in Afghanistan. Shut the fuck now up. Now you're just naming names. I'm not naming <laughs> names. Just wanted to throw that out there. You know, like, yeah. st- stop talking about leadership when you fucking cause the deaths of other humans. You know, it's just, I'm not, I'm not into that. Not into that. So, and I know there's a I'm not the only one that feels that way. Right, but that's also not the only example. Like, right. some of them are still, like, a net positive for the mm-hmm. industry. Right? Yes. Like, everyone has dirt. Everyone's fucked up. Yeah. But for the most part, like, a lot of them are still net positives. Mm-hmm. But there are a few actors that you're like, wow. 
Yeah. Never mind. Ignore. No, I don't want to deal with them. Yeah. It's all good. Have a nice day, sir. Yeah. And I'm not a perfect human. No. Like I've I've made no my mistakes. Is. I've done my I've done shitty things too. But what I will say is I've never fucking actively gone out of my way to character assassinate someone or to fucking rip off their shit or fuck them over in a business capacity because I'm just not wired like that. Yeah. I've never ever done any of those things. So been accused of it. You know, been accused of stolen valor, which has been fucking which is laughable. Absolutely hilarious. You know, by an actual veteran-owned company, a veteran-owned company whose founders don't have the balls to fucking call me on the phone and be like, bro, we heard this about you. Do you have your DD-14? Can we look at it? Yeah. Here you go, fucking idiot. Or like call their other friends that were there. Or yeah. Or maybe just talk to other people that I like conducted operations with and be like, oh yeah, he's actually done everything that he said. He's, he's actually legit as fuck. Like it's not hard. No. Like. You know, I just have plaques and paddles and fucking coins and, you know, shit all over my walls at home. And anybody's like, all you need to do is like, ask me or come over, have a beer. I'll walk you through my war museum and you can look at all my accolades and then shut the fuck up. I think Mike Lover did a video of that. Oh, did he? Look what's in my war trophy cabinet. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, maybe he had fucking people talking shit about him. Like he fucking like probably the, dude. The, the fucking rumor mill around some of these fucking dudes, you know, myself included has been pretty crazy. But yeah, the funniest shit is the stolen valor stuff. And my, my ex-wife participates in that. Like my ex-wife. Like I, <laughs> I did. Here's another good rant for you. <sighs> my fucking stupid ex-wife. I did a, you know, um, I, I got invited by my son's you know, school, uh, his history teacher when, I can't remember what grade he was in. Kid's a fucking, he's going to be a junior in high school now, fucking getting old. But I think it was when he was like in sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. I got invited to be his keynote speaker for Veterans Day. <laughs> so I put together like a PowerPoint presentation, <sighs> sent it to the teacher. I'm like, hey, is this okay? Because I wanted to make sure it was kid friendly. You know, I didn't want to be putting fucking dead jihadis yeah i was gonna matter, say pictures you know, of iraqis strapped fucking, to humvees yeah. yeah didn't want to put out you know the the pictures of fucking dead jihadis that we had fucking zip tied to the humvees in fallujah you know to the kids so like i put together this powerpoint and i like go and briefed it and it was just like a powerpoint presentation with like kid appropriate pictures of yep. you know my my career trajectory and the teacher loved it so much that she went and got the principal and they set up the gymnasium. Oh, all the kids get and it. And yeah. I was the keynote speaker for the whole school, and which I thought was cool. And I was happy to do it. And then I, you know, the teacher called my mom or my mom. The teacher, <laughs> called, the teacher called my mommy. The teacher called my ex-wife and was like, hey, you know, just wanted to thank, you know, um, you know, Gavin's dad for what he did. He put on a really great presentation for the kids at school. And then she was like, oh, he did. And then, like, got my son home and interrogated him and, like, asked him what he did. And then she lied to him. It was like, your father never did any of those things. And I'm just like, what kind of fucking sick, stupid bitch are you? Like, you pinned my fucking one of my medals on me that I got awarded for my actions against the enemy in Fallujah. Where, where do you think I go every time I go on deployment? You ran. <laughs> you were at the regimental headquarters and helped the regimental commander pin a fucking medal on my chest, and then you're gonna tell my son that I fucking didn't do the things that I said I did. So like, I, I still can't understand like the level of insanity that like exists in that woman's head. 
so many other things regarding that situation, but I digress. The industry is toxic as fuck, and I'm looking forward to a time when, you know, I can sell my IP off or sell my company off and just, like, exit into a new industry and enjoy myself and have a, have a good time, which might not be too far away, to be honest. So, But until then. But until then, we will keep hammering down with, like, what we're doing. You know, I've got myself on, like, a five- to ten-year plan for an exit strategy, so it's fine. I've got a multi-phasic strategy with stage gates and plans, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. But in the meantime, we'll just keep doing what we're doing and keep laughing and rolling our eyes at Navy SEALs that think that they're the designers and hot chicks in the industry that like to, like, use their tits and ass to pretend like they shoot guns and are reputable, like, gun professionals. I mean, it's a pretty fun industry. It is. To be fair. It is. But it definitely has its... It ha- definitely has its shadow side, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a great time. What are we looking at here? What are we What are we at? Have I ranted enough? Yeah. Right at the hour mark, bro. No, wait. Yeah. Right at the... Yeah. Right at the... Right at the one hour mark. Do you feel like that was a good episode? Yeah. Did, did we do justice to Weapons Free Wednesday? I think you got a good rant in. Yeah. Weapons Free Wednesday 50. Soon to be followed by our guest number 50 episode 50 and then we'll be at 100 episodes we'll hit our centennial mark yeah yeah that's gonna be great we're gonna celebrate that because that's a big deal kate was telling me she did research and she said people don't make it past episode they usually don't do more than nine episodes like people who get started in podcasting get really frustrated with all the facets of it and like, well we've we, we did that in the first month yeah. so correct suck on d's yes <laughs> and we will continue to move forward because we're We've got momentum, and we're growing, and things are great. So, Thank you, fans. Yeah. Thanks to everybody that likes to listen to me rant. So shout out to all of our fans, wherever you're at, on the globe, in 81 countries that we get downloaded in and that have made us the top 5%. Go go, tell, go give us a rating on, on Spotify and on Apple, please. Go rate the podcast. Give us those five stars. And if you're so inclined and you want to support us further, show up on patreon we have an amazing group of people out there that are on patreon i have a core group of humans on patreon and we have we have chicks so girls ladies if you are on the fence about like oh well i don't know yeah it's mm, not just dude soup all the time yeah it's just not it's not a sausage fest we have we have four amazing women that mix it up in the patreon group we got jess we got meg we got alana and we got uh God damn it. Miss GCK. Mm-hmm. I only know her by her fucking Instagram yeah, yeah, handle. Yeah. I'm a terrible person. Maybe it's Gina. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll fucking do better next time. But anyway, we have four chicks, and they're great. So if you're a lady and you want to fucking jump in the mix, do it. Go sign up for Patreon. Support us. We're going to fucking continue to do great things. Get your Lone Element hoodie. Go sign up for the team room. Get your Lone Element fucking hoodie. Yeah. And thank you so much to everybody. No matter where you're at on the globe, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Lone Element Podcast. Peace. Anyone who runs is a BC. Anyone who stands still is a well-disciplined BC.